0: Is the Derrick Henry trade between the Baltimore Ravens and Tennessee Titans inevitable? We talk about the possibility and so much more coming up next year on this Purple Friday edition of Locked on Ravens. You are locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Ravens, We're your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast and I'm your host, Kevin Ostriker of Ravens Wire here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Thank you so much as always for tuning in and making Locked On Ravens your first listen each and every day free and available. All podcasts and platforms that includes over in video form on YouTube and today's episode of Locked On Ravens is brought to you by PricePix. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to PricePix.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code all lowercase NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. We're a five-day-a-week Ravens podcast. We're bringing a Ravens news, analysis, updates with some special guests along the way. And here is our Purple Friday guest yet again. It is former Baltimore Ravens wide receiver and a Super Bowl champion, Kadri Ismail. And Q, it was a fun Sunday in week seven is the Ravens absolutely boat race the Detroit lions 38 to six. And not only that, we now have some trade talk as the trade deadline comes up on Halloween and there's potential for the Ravens to add to what we saw to that performance in week seven.
1: I tell you what, it was an amazing uh, opportunity to display yourself on the national scene with the way they handled a very good, you know, Detroit Lions ball club. I mean, I'm looking at the rankings going into the game. They were the third-ranked offense. You know, they were eighth again uh, with a rush offense, averaging 124 yards a pop, almost 260 yards a pop, passing the ball, uh, ranked them fourth. You know, the points per game, which was amazing, at 28 a pop. You know, the Ravens offensively, they were only at 22. And then you just look at the way their defense, their – Rush defense was number one in the league, and their total defense was seventh in the league. They only gave up their 18.8 to say that this was not an upper-tier club. You know, you you, you don't know what you're looking at. This was an upper-tier Lions ball club that was playing some elite-level football. And for a Ravens ball club, looking to stack a win after going to Tennessee uh, in London and playing – as bad as you can possibly play at Pittsburgh, your rival, to put together a a good, solid win versus Tennessee, you know, had some issues in the red zone, but then to kind of just shape it, mold it offensively, defensively, first half of football, just literally shut them out. You're you're looking at, like, no first downs. You're looking at just total domination. Um, And then to finish off the game the way they did, it just says an awful lot about just the resolve and the mental mindset of this team. And yes, let's see how they can, as they say, stack wins, stack games, stack days. Let's see how they can stack it. And you can argue, Q, this game
0: was over in the second quarter when the Lions had to start going for it on fourth down. Ravens are up 28 to nothing. And it's what fourth and eight from the Ravens 49 or something like it it was over at that point. Jared Goff looked like he was seeing ghosts all day. It was a complete performance, right? We were looking for that full 60 minute performance from the offense, not a half. And we finally got that in week seven against you're right. A really, really good Detroit Lions football team that has been one of the nice surprises of the league so far. But with that, the trade deadline is, as I mentioned at the top, coming up on Tuesday. There have been a lot of conversations about whether the Ravens will add an edge rusher or a cornerback. I know running back, wide receiver, also some positions on offense. That people are looking at, but one name that keeps popping up for this Ravens team queue is Derrick Henry. Now he's not quite on the level of an Avantta Freeman, but I would take him. I, I, I would take him if I were the Ravens, just because even though this maybe not be isn't prime. Derrick Henry I'm glad you like that but even though it's not prime Derrick Henry he still is one of the better running backs in this league him and Lamar Jackson in the same backfield would be video game like stuff it seems like the Ravens are the most connected team to him now rumors are rumors and we don't necessarily know what's going on behind the scenes and everything Henry's in the last year of his deal if you add him it'd be Derrick Henry Gus Edwards Justice Hill and Keaton Mitchell how would you feel about sending maybe a fourth or a fifth rounder to Tennessee and maybe the Titans eat some of that salary and to get Derrick Henry back to Baltimore?
1: Yeah, well, I'm I'm looking at the roster, and they have you know two other running backs on a practice squad and Melvin Gordon the third, and obviously uh Owen Wright. So yeah, they they have a, a full head of running backs, a full stable, excuse me, of running backs. Um, but with, with that said. Yeah, Derrick Henry is an upgrade to all of them. And Derrick Henry would be an amazing piece to a already, you know, like you said, stack roster. Um, Devonta Freeman, I don't know if he has a 99-yard touchdown run to his belt. I don't know if he has the vicious, stiff arm that we've been accustomed to seeing. But I do know that Derrick Henry, whoo, he has quite the resume. And he can make play action look so good. He can make, yeah, taking the pressure off your quarterback be like easy peasy, limit squeezy. Um, The RPO just takes on a whole new level. So if there is some kind of run game uh, issue and you want more, if the price is right and you're like, you know, hey, Derek. Here's what we look like. Here's what you guys are looking like from a offensive standpoint for Tennessee. And you know, if, if the Titans, as a general manager and company, they're looking at, you know, unloading. Okay, like let's unload. Let's see what you got. I, I I would I honestly would seriously entertain that uh that doesn't seem like it's a far stretch. It doesn't seem like, you know, from the way this team is is it's it's running the ball. It's doing its thing. I don't think that it's an, a, an offense to Justice Hill. I don't think it's an offense to Mitchell, who is just a young up and coming guy. He's going to have a lot of games. I don't even think it's offense to Gus, uh, the bus, Like there's things that he can learn, I'm sure, and glean from. I, I you know I I think that's true. Let's see what you got. You know, um, maybe the, the Buffalo Bills. Earlier, uh, we are talking about um, uh, uh, Dalvin Cook being frustrated and him talking to his agent about, you know, the Jets, um, not the Buffalo Bills, I'm sorry, the Jets saying to Dalvin Cook, excuse me, that there were opportunities for him to potentially look elsewhere. So I don't know is what I'm saying is, is that is Dalvin in a situation where you can kind of like, well, you know. If we get rid of Derek, add in Dalvin, and then kind of like builds from there, but then the Ravens get Derek, you know, this all can work. So there's something to be said about, yeah, this uh, trade market heating up.
0: Yeah, and, and I think also when you talk about Gus and Justice Hill and Keaton Mitchell, Derek Henry would come in and become the team's best running back. I don't think there's any debate about that. But in your eyes, Q, when you look around the rest of the roster, you see a corner, you see an edge, maybe a wide receiver. How much of an upgrade would Derrick Henry be from Gus Edwards and Justice Hill compared to maybe what they could get out of a star corner or a star edge rusher?
1: Well, again, part of what we're seeing from a defense standpoint, I mean, if you look at the defensive numbers, you know, going into the the game against the Lions – I mean, their total defense is two. Um, their pass defense is two. Um, they're getting to the quarterback. They're, you know, people keep talking about the, these edge rushers and the fact that there is, you know, now, what, 11 guys uh, getting after uh, the quarterback and, and obviously Daffy Owe looked phenomenal coming back. Uh, I think, you know, Chuck Smith, the, the, the way in which he's teaching some techniques, you saw it on display Um, The way in which Adafe was going from speed to power and then also changing up from power to finesse and getting around, you know, a very good offensive line. Um, And those tackles, they were on skates all night. I just, I don't know. I, I, I just think that we keep on like when this, this splash player defensively, when you just keep seeing guys just like, yo, we, we, we're doing what we need to do, like honor us, honor us, show we're showing you that we are, you know, next level. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm greedy. Patrick Sertan, I'm, hey, man, we can, but what are you giving up? I don't think you're going to give up as much. You're talking about Derrick Henry compared to a stud like Patrick Sertan, who his upside is far more greater than what you're looking at with Derrick Henry.
0: Yeah, and and that's a good point because there are multiple different avenues you have to explore when it comes to trading for somebody. And just the way the running back position is right now in general, you're not going to see these huge draft picks shelled out. Obviously, it doesn't seem like Saquon Barkley is going anywhere. I know we talked about Josh Jacobs. That doesn't, you know, I feel like Derrick Henry is the most realistic because Tennessee is clearly in sell mode after moving Kevin Byard to the Eagles. And they got, what, a fifth, a sixth, and Terrell Edmonds. I mean, it's not going to cost a ton to get them. It's just a matter of, will the Titans eat some of that salary? Because the Ravens, I think, right, right now have around six, $7 million in cap space. Passer town would be awesome. You know, Brian Burns, who, again, has been told probably not going to be moved, but Daniel Hunter, some of those guys. If you were looking at other options, and we talked about this a bit last week, Q, but I think a Dante Jackson from the Panthers as a cornerback is not going to cost you two firsts like Pat Sertan would. Now, Sertan and Humphrey in the same defensive backfield would give quarterbacks nightmares. But when you have when you have to factor in what's that contract going to look like for him, do the Ravens have enough? And they also have to figure out well, what are they going to do with Justin gay in the offseason? Geno Stone, Patrick Queen, some of those other guys – I think Derrick Henry, it's one of the more realistic star options they have where they don't have to give up a ton of draft capital and the contract isn't going to hinder them if they don't want it to. Beyond this season Coming up in the second part of the show We'll talk a little bit more trade And also preview The Ravens and Cardinals to Stay tuned It's time to get to Still unlocked on Ravens But first this episode Is brought to you By Jace Medical And if you're looking for Personalized emergency medication The Jace case Is definitely the way to go The Jace case Is that personalized Emergency medication kit And it contains Five essential antibiotics To treat the most common And deadly bacterial infections Plus they have Additional life-safe Medications in there Based off your unique needs You can customize it however you want with that. And the Jace case now offers a bunch of customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. So you can choose medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs. And don't ever be caught unprepared because everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And Jace is great because they handle everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and also ongoing consultation and care. The Jace case, it provides those five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. And the Jace case provides those five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. And all it takes to get one is to fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of their board certified physicians. You can get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment related questions. And it's doctor created, doctor recommended. So go to jacemedical.com and enter code locked on check checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at jasemedical.com. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. And in snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Obviously, for this game against the Cardinals, for the Ravens, the Ravens will be favored in this one. So if you want to get in on the Ravens props, you can do that too. Lamar Jackson, Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews. And right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. And the app is super easy to use, which is great. There are such a wide range of betting options. And that includes spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit Fandle.com slash Locked and kick off the NFL season. Fandle, official partner of the NFL. We're back. Our second segment, Locked On Ravens here. Kevin Oshryker still here with Kadri Ismael. And you. just to wrap up the trade talk, it's, you know, a big part with it coming up on Tuesday. When you talk Derek Henry, when you talk about these star level players, there are a couple different avenues that teams have to look at. My opinion is I don't think the Ravens need to make a trade. Now, I think that they should look to make one because obviously when you can improve your roster, any chance you get, you should jump at that opportunity. But it's not like the Ravens are struggling like really badly at any certain position where they have to operate from a position of we have to go and overpay for somebody because if we don't, our season is going to be over because the position is so bad what you can stack and you can add to this roster while negotiating from a position of power and saying, do we need this guy or a season's going to be done? No, but would this guy make our team better? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so how do you kind of feel about what position the Ravens are in to approach this trade deadline with?
1: You know, I, I think outside of the trade deadline, the story that kind of floated itself was Indomitian Sioux and, um, and the fact that, you know, he went and saying, well, you know, I had a talk with the Ravens and he you know, was like, wow, this is pretty, pretty cool. If I could obviously he's with uh, he signed real late with Philadelphia and they went on their run and, you know, so forth. The reason why I bring him up is this. You're not really hurting yourself this year. You get your veteran, you get an opportunity to, to see future wise uh what you can save as far as like your draft picks and that's what the ravens covet and all that and you still get a guy that can add some depth to your team and and some value and, and what he is as a strength the return on your investment with a trade that is what is the elephant in the room and that's the gamble that you're talking about you know there are a reason why you know the Burnses of the world and and the Patrick Stans of the world are like, eh, you know, not really want to give them up cheers yet because you don't find good, just you just don't find good players just floating around. Like you got proven guys that you can kind of build around, and so yeah, you know, there's a little fire cell in some places because of this year, but you also know that the general manager is on the hot seat. He's like, oh. Ho, ho, ho. I ain't trying to get fired. I'm trying to build my team. So if you're going to come to me and give me, like, what I'm looking for, then all, all bets are off. Now I can go to my owner and be like, yeah, but no, we we have a good player. But look how we stacked as far as the draft is concerned, and this is what we're looking at going into this year's draft. Whatever. I, I You know, I, I don't know the college scene. I mean, college scene. It could be D D lineman. It could be, you know, a defensive back heavy draft. It could be quarterback or not quarterback, but a, a receiver heavy draft. We, we don't know. We're, we're going to find that out when that time comes, but those teams that are doing those fire sales, I mean, that's what they're going to have to sell. And I don't know if, you know, that's something that the Ravens, you know, it just doesn't seem like their MO It's just, I know they're in win now mode. I do know, based upon what we are seeing, that Colts and Steelers game, like you didn't see we're just bad and the other team is whooping us. You saw, hey, we correct our mistakes. We are looking at an undefeated season so far. We put things together. The good fortune is going to come our way. Uh, uh, Gus Edwards where you're looking at a naked boot one way and Lamar being Lamar playmaker now goes back, gets it out to Gus and now that play turns into an 80 yarder or you get so caught up in all the other motioning and movement that Pat Ricard gets a chance to uh, get open down a football field and scampering down a field or Mark Andrews. Now, He's involved and he's doing what Mark Andrews does. He can ad-lib a little bit, maybe or maybe not. They, they like or not like, whatever, who cares? But the fact that, you know, he gets, you know, touchdowns on National Tight End Day, I mean, that's what we're looking at. You, you see, you know, uh, Geno Stone leading the league, leading the league in interceptions. You look at, you know, uh, Stevens. Stevens is balling. Look at Millett, Millett. That <laughs> dude is like, hey, man. I'm a part of the people getting sacks now, and yes, we see the short term and long term. Oh my God, what about Matt Bk? For me, and I'm not trying to say this for you and I, but I could care two cents less about Matt Bk and his contract right now. Why? Because I, all I know is we got we got what we got. Seattle coming up. We you know obviously got Arizona, but we got Seattle, the Browns and Cincinnati my god man please just keep playing well now so you can stack up i hope you just crush it man Patrick queen cowboy hat no cowboy hat whatever you might be all i know is when y'all go out to la and then y'all come back after y'all bye week and the rams come over here and then y'all go back down to jacksonville mother of pearl i want you to be balling out so when y'all do face people like um, Ed uh, Ed McCaffrey. <laughs> when you do face guys like McCaffrey and 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 they're just crushing it, or Debo Samuel's, and you're like, man, we getting after y'all, bro. It's about now. It's about what are you doing now? I love our discussion because that's what we can do as a fan base. That's what we can do as a podcast. But shoot. I ain't giving up just to be giving up, you know, guys and players and all that. If we can get uh, Derrick Henry to put a bow on it, sure. But th- that schedule, man, let's let's keep those guys. Let's keep that glock of chemistry going. Let's see how it all unfolds.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, in this time doing it with you, Q, I-, I figured you're a very in-the-now guy because I remember back last year, when it was still the season and those DeAndre Hopkins rumors started to come up, you said, why are we talking about the off season when we're still playing football? <laughs> so you you are in, in the now, hey, let's just focus week in, week out. And then when we have to talk about contracts, we'll talk about contracts. But really? right now we are playing football. But I want to pose an interesting question. It's something I've been thinking about a lot. I want to get your opinion. So let's say, and hopefully it doesn't happen, knock on wood, but let's say the Ravens lose a player at running back during the year or lose a player at corners? So what if Gus Edwards goes down? What if in the edge room and Owe has to miss more time? What if at the cornerback position, Brandon Stevens has to miss time part of acquiring someone at the trade deadline, like a Derrick Henry or a Sertan or Daniel Hunter, whoever would be, Oh, well you still have another great player to plug in there. Where would you be the most concerned if the Ravens were to lose one or two players on their roster right now? And maybe they didn't add someone and you look back and say, man, it'd be nice to have, whoever it may be right now.
1: I would say from a running back room standpoint, like you can get guys back healthy. Uh, like Mitchell, for example, he hurt his hamstring. And so now they're like, well, oh, it's going to be day to day. But then if you look at, say, or week to week, pardon me, but say it's like a, a Marcus Williams, you know, Marcus Williams with Toro, and oh, now he got his hamstring. Like, yeah, that kind of you know gets me concerned. If say a Geno Stone goes down, son of a what in the you know. But the Dafeo way, yeah, I like him. I, I mean, I, I mean that, that's rotation stuff. That's that's like, dude, that that's like you know you, you're you're stacking up like a, a murderer's row when it's time for guys to go in and out. But you also got Benoit. doing. You also got an opportunity to re-sign or re-sign, sign a Endowment can sue. And he ain't hurting your salary cap per se because he's going to, you know, it'll be a veteran minimum plus whatever. You know, I'm sure you prorate, you know, give him a little love as far as his contract. He's not going to eat up a lot. And, you know, he'll be ready. It's like a plug and play. Um, but Patrick Sertan, like, shut. Dude's a baller, and he's gonna cost baller money. Burns is gonna cost baller money. Like, that's that's that fine line that I guess you walk. Whereas, I I guess to answer your question, like, I mean, sure, you could you could say, you know, if. There's something that's going on with the D line. You know, there's a potential. I mean, if if Dominic is saying uh, the Ravens were kind of kicking the tires, maybe there's a potential there to try to figure things out.
0: And I think for me, if Gus were to go down and you were to lose both JK and Gus for the season, let's say, and hopefully again, it doesn't happen. But then you have to rely on Justice Hill and Keaton Mitchell is your is your top two. Maybe you call up you know, an Owen Wright or Melvin Gordon from the practice squad in that situation. If you don't get Derrick Henry, I'd feel a lot better, obviously, if Henry was a guy if one of those guys were to get injured. Corner-wise, a Dante Jackson or a Pat Sertan would make me feel better if a Brandon Stevens were to go down. But that's sort of the risk game you play. And it's the NFL, right? You never know when something like that's going to happen. The Ravens, despite all the injuries they've had early in the season, they're in a pretty good health spot right now, all things considered. So... We'll see what they do at the trade deadline, but there is still football to play. And coming up in the final part of the show, we will talk about the Ravens and Cardinals, preview of that game, and talk about their offense a little bit more. So be sure to stay tuned. A lot still to get to on the show. First, this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. And if you're looking for daily fantasy sports, Prize Picks is definitely the way to go. Prize Picks is super fun. It's the most fun so many people have had winning up to 25 times their money this football season. All you have to do is select two or more players pick more or less than the projected stats in place your entry. Plus they have a ton of great things like quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and enormous selection of players and stat types. That's what makes prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. And this week's on prize picks, there are so many things to select. For the Ravens and Cardinals, you could go with Lamar Jackson maybe going for more than his projected yard total. Maybe Zay Flowers, you think he's going to have a big game. You can say that he's going to have more than his projected touchdown total. Or maybe Oda Beckham Jr. going for more than his projected yard total in maybe his first breakout game with the Ravens. Price Picks offers a ton of weekly promotions too that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday, which is one of my favorites. These Tuesday, Price Picks discounts like player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. And something really cool they're doing over on Price Picks is the Price Picks reboot policy. With that, your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. So, for NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player that gets injured, it takes the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second, that player is rebooted. PricePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. So, go to pricepix.com slash lockdown NFL. Use code lockdown NFL for first boss match up to $100. Again, that's pricepix.com slash lockdown NFL. Use code lockdown NFL for first boss match up to $100. PricePix daily fantasy sports made easy. And this episode is brought to you by DoorDash. And look, let's say you're watching the game. You don't want to get up. Maybe it's just about to become halftime or there's a commercial break. There's no better time to order from DoorDash. DoorDash is awesome because you can order pizza, wings, soda, burgers, even just buns on DoorDash. You can get it all delivered without missing the game. So in the Baltimore area, maybe you're looking at York Pizza and Subs or St. Mary's Restaurant and Bar. There are a ton of good options that you can get. Over on DoorDash, you can kick back and kick off with unbelievable deals on everything you need for a watch party or a tailgate. You can get prepared before game day. Stock up on your favorite appetizers and order, all your tailgate gear on DoorDash, then get ready to watch your team win. Get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. Again, don't forget to use code LOCK23 for 50% off up to $10 value on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more, subject to change, terms apply. We are back rounding out Locked On Ravens Purple Friday edition with Kaji Ismael. Oh, I am Kevin Ostreicher. And Q, there are a lot of expectations now. When you destroy a team like you did, the Lions, the Ravens doing it 38 to six, if they lose this game, going to Arizona and playing a Cardinals team that is one and six, they've been in some games this year. But when you look at it on paper, the Ravens outmatched them in most positions now that doesn't mean it's gonna be an easy game obviously you gotta go you gotta play but how are you feeling about this one is this a trap game for you is it a potential letdown spot for you or do you think the ravens can continue their momentum against what should be Josh Dobbs even though the Cardinals did take Kyler Murray off their injury report on Thursday
1: so yeah I mean I think that this team is one where you're right they 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 play tight games they've they beat the Dallas Cowboys, so they got the one win. That was, uh, you know, Dallas was riding high on a high horse, and Dallas kind of took them friend and they got whooped. Outside of that, they've been playing tight games, and they've not finished. To me, this is yes, it has the makings of a trap element, but this is where, for you, if you are a playoff team, if you're a team that's talking about. Hey, you know the, the, the schedule in front of you. You you you're going to have a three game homestand, but you're going to go up against two division opponents. And you're going to go up a team that is they're legit, like the Seattle Seahawks. They they they're gonna they're gonna hold your feet to the fire. You got to be you got to be Arizona. I mean, that's just, there's just no way about it. If you want to be the team that you want to be, you know that's why I think Lamar was like, man, F. Scott Fitzgerald. I don't really care. You know, if I get AFC play of the week, I, I don't really care. You know, if I got the, the lion spear, I don't really care. I don't really care. You know, I just want to clean up that that handoff exchange. You know, I, I, I want to sustain this thing. Sustaining it means that you don't care. You know you got to play your best. You know you got to step up and and, and against teams like Arizona on the road. You got to make them cry uncle and make them cry uncle early. You got to validate Tennessee and what was put on display with Detroit. If you do that, then that's where, you know, get into that upper tier elite mix. You know, that's where you see teams like Philly beating a team like Miami, who Miami was like, hey, we're an upper tier team. Are you? You know, or, hey, you know what? The 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 Bills, man, we're an upper tier team. But then they get beat by a division opponent and the Patriots. Are you? Are you an upper tier team? Are you really? You know, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs. They they're they're just keeping pace. Like psh, this is what we do. You know, San Francisco, hey man, not only are we upper tier, we 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 next level. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, the Vikings, the Vikings kind of like, you know, no, the Vikings were like, yo, in our home, we haven't been playing up to our potential, but we're going to come up here. We're going to give you all that you can handle. We're going to come out victorious. This is a week to week league as it's been cliched. And I think this is a week validation time, bro. What are you going to do? Are you going to be validating yourself? Or are you going to be falling by the wayside and then, well, you know, here we go. We got to get back up on the horse. We got a three-game homestand. What's it going to look like? Blah, 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 blah. And you and I are going to be really talking about trade deadline if guys aren't stepping up playing.
0: Yeah, and it's one thing, you know, if they were to lose, obviously, that'd be a disaster. Like, there, there's no question about it. But what what would you think if it was a close win that was really ugly and, and really sloppy? Obviously, you go one know, right? You win the game. That's the important part. But if the offense struggles against this Arizona defense, if the consistency goes away, if it's a game, I know I think a lot of people are expecting some level of a blowout, even though it might not even be that. But what would you think if this was like a 17 to 14 Ravens
1: win, and it's a sloppy game where they don't look particularly great? Whew. Josh Dobbs. They haven't really taken big shots down the field. You know marquise brown he's their go-to guy he's been doing a lot of what he does best as far as his route running uh the the routes that you know they like to get him involved with um you know i guess uh someone who was it uh not dallas goddard who who's uh their tight end they traded for from philly oh, zach ertz there you go i think he's been put on ir as well but it's 17-14, I mean, I know it's National Football League. I know you win, but it depends on what's sloppy. Is it their defense just playing well and, you know, you just can't convert and, and you know, there's some pressures and you're throwing away the football? Or are they playing well and you're playing sloppy and you're throwing interceptions? So if you're throwing away the ball and you're punting it or you throw throwing an interception, they're turning it over. Those are two different blows. Uh, if they're just covering you and they just had a day, or are you dropping passes? You know what I mean? Like, so what? what is it that we're seeing? It's a win, but it's a, now we got to go back to the drawing board and win at home and validate we're an upper tier team. Listen to all the pundits. Is that what we're doing? We're 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 a pundit listening team and that's what motivates us to play better. Those are things I kind of look at.
0: And this this Cardinals team has been horrendous, both passing the ball offensively and defending it defensively. They're 26th in the league right now is their pass offense, and they're 30th in the league in pass defense. The one saving grace they've had is their run game, their second in the league in rushing offense. But a lot of that had to do with James Conner, who's been on injured reserve for the past couple of weeks. So it would be... Some level of a disaster, 100%. But it's interesting the conversation about the Ravens offense because I think there's a lot of conversations right now about, oh, we saw so much good in this Detroit game. Lamar balled out in, you know, 28 points by the middle of the second quarter. But Kurt Warner put out a video kind of breaking down the Ravens offense. And obviously there was some good stuff he talked about, but also some criticisms he had with the spacing and some other things in this offense. What were your kind of takeaways from what you saw from this Ravens offense against the Lions and what can they take away from that moving forward against the Cardinals and just the rest of the season in general?
1: Well, even Todd Munkin admitted that there was some sloppiness and, you know, there's just little functional things of lining up and getting the call right and making sure everybody hears the same thing. And so if you hear the same thing, you get to the line now, you're just like, okay, let's rock and roll. When you don't hear the same thing, you kind of like you're, you're second guessing. And so, yeah. You do get some spacing issues that was like, you know, is it is it where we can be where Lamar can see us and pinpoint those throws? Um, I saw some really good things. I saw where Lamar, you know, looked uh, front side and then he, he immediately goes backside to a timing route. I saw some really good things where he had you know, some comeback outside lanes where, you know, what, two, three, four years ago, I was talking about, you know, hey, just not an outside lane thrower. He's an inside lane kind of a guy, um, you know. He does. He he's he, a complete game thrower now, uh, but yeah, there there are some spacing issues. There are times where, and you know, I think Mark gets the the nod to ad lib, and it's great. But um, I don't know if it's Lamar scrambling to stay, you know, ahead of the defense. Or is it he's scrambling because, dang it, you didn't do what you're supposed to do, but I'm going to fix it. And he's so dang on good, he can fix it. You know, those are things that we, we're we not privy to. But at the same time, yeah, what we saw with Kurt breaking it down, you know there's some things even Todd Munger was saying, you, you got to clean up and be better with.
0: Yeah, and I think it's so crazy that after a 38-6 to win, you know, the, the demeanor of this team, I think, was the correct one, which is just regular season game. They went 1 0, and now you got to move forward. And in this game against Arizona, there is some conversation about what's going to happen. Is it going to be a trap game? Official prediction, Q. How do you see it going?
1: Yeah, I don't think this is a trap game at all. They're going to fly out there on Friday. I think they're going to be out there nice and early, adjust to the time. I think their minds are going to be right. And they recognize, you know, especially with Lamar that's not satisfied. Shoot, Hollywood, no Hollywood. Hey, we'll take pictures, swap jerseys at the end of the game. I think this is another Ravens putting up 30. Uh, I say it's 31. Uh, shoot. Roquan Smith and company. I think it's 31. I think it's 31, 13. A couple field goals going to make it interesting.
0: I'm going to say 28 to 15 Ravens where I think they get the job done. It'd be a disaster loss if it were to be one. But I, just like I said last week, I'm going to trust them. Not that it's – is big of a game in terms of the Lions are a lot better than the Cardinals are, but it's still a big game. It's the national football league. Anything can happen, but I will say the Ravens will go out there and win this one. But Q, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much as always for hopping on, chopping it up with me. And hopefully this is a six and two football team. We're talking about next week with maybe a trade deadline acquisition that will happen store.
1: Well, hopefully there won't be a trade acquisition because everybody's playing so well, but if it is indeed, that's something for us to kind of chop it up and talk about.
0: 100% so with this Ravens team a lot on the line but they should be able to get the job done but we'll see if they can actually go there and play and continue their momentum but that's all I have for you here today on Lockdown Ravens thank you so much for tuning in coming up we'll be back on Sunday breaking down everything that happened in that Ravens and Cardinals game after it so be sure to stay tuned for that we'll see you right back here soon on Lockdown Ravens